This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I set this goal, I visualize it so clearly, and then I let the universe do the thing. (laughs) So I opened my mind to all these opportunities, and I told myself, universe is going to show me. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. My guest today on The Portrait System is Lola Milani, and she's one of my favorite photographers in the world. Lola focuses mostly on maternity and mother and young child portraits, and she does these shoots in the most beautiful way. Lola and I got pretty deep during her interview, and she shared about her humble beginnings and even how she learned to pose and shoot from watching a TV show. Lola also talked about how she manifested her life, and she gave the most beautiful advice about how to have a life that you love and that you deserve. What an amazing conversation we had, and I'm so happy to share it with you. Okay, here is Lola Milani. Hi, Lola. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? Hi, Nikki. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm so good. It's so good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice talking to you, too. Thank you so much for inviting me to to be here. Oh, of course. I feel like this was a long time coming. I think, let's see. The last time we saw each other was at the 2019 Portrait Masters Conference, right? Yes, it might be 2019, yes. Yeah. yeah. I met you on the 2018 when I was preggo. Oh, that's right. And I was doing my speech. Yep, yep. <laughs> I met you then, but I'm sure I saw you because I came back on 2019 yep, with a yep. baby and my team and yeah. Yes. yes. It was oh. a long time. I mean, it's like what, I know, three, year, three I know. years now, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the podcast way back then. I wasn't doing this. So this is, mm-hmm. yeah, all, all new for me too. New stuff. Lots has happened since we've seen each other. Yeah, <laughs> lots has happened. Okay. So you are one of my most favorite photographers in the world. Oh. Like your work is absolutely breathtaking. There's just Thank something you. about the way that you capture motherhood and women. And it's just, it's incredible. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. 
It's like every time you post something new or, you know, even just scrolling back, like right now I'm just kind of scrolling back through your through your Instagram and every mm-hmm. photo I see, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like there's this one here. This was in November 2021. There's this woman against the wall and there's like shadowy leaves. It looks like from a tree. And she, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's a beige wall and she's in like a beige mm-hmm. dress. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh it was gosh. just recently. I think it was like from October. Thank you, Nikki. I really appreciate yeah, it. It just a lot. Mm-hmm. Like can stop on every single photo and it just makes me go, oh, like it's just so beautiful. I'm just sitting here looking through your work now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for people who, who maybe don't know you, will you just mm-hmm. give a, a recap of kind of what you mostly photograph and who you shoot? Sure. I focus on working with women and I photograph maternity and motherhood. So Mm -hmm. pretty much, and beauty, beauty, maternity and motherhood. That's my, uh, that's my main focus. I can photograph other genres like boudoir. I can do a little bit of fashion. I can do newborns and families. But I prefer to, to focus on shooting what I'm really passionate about, and that is pregnancy and mother and baby portrait. Mm-hmm. Have you always known that this is what your kind of niche would end up being? Yes and no. When I started getting really into photography and it started to be- become my hobby and my passion, I wanted to be a fashion photographer. So I was really drawn Mm -hmm. to the world of fashion and I was just really attracted to the lighting and the styling, the colors. I I was studying the fashion magazines. I was just mesmerized by this world. And I decided, oh my God, I just want to, to do that. I want to photograph fashion. I want to to be in this glam world. So I started basically learning that and learning myself, kind of teaching myself <laughs> how, how to photograph and how to, to, to set up my lights and create portraits that resemble the magazine uh, photographs. So in order to do that, I, I had to photograph somebody you know, and I couldn't find models. So <laughs> I mm-hmm. invited my girlfriends who were real, real girls, no models. And I started uh, practicing on them and creating the experiences and photographs that that felt like they belong to a fashion magazine. Started playing with studio lighting and just studying, stu- uh, studying fashion magazines and trying to, you know, see how they use the lights in this photograph so that I can recreate it. And that's when I realized that uh, that's what I'm, I'm really drawn to. Like, I love working with women. And I love the idea of taking an ordinary woman and creating this amazing transformation and mm-hmm. making her feel like, okay, she belongs to the cover of Vogue magazine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's how I started and I never thought I would become the, I would, I would focus on pregnancy later on. But I can tell the story about it because it's, it's a long story. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love yeah. to hear. I'd love to hear it. It's real quick though. I can see the fashion yeah. influence in your photos. Yeah. I, I, I ah. totally can see it. I mean, it is definitely there. So like when you say you, you make women, you know, just ordinary women who aren't typically models look like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vogue. I mean, yeah, it's you're achieving that 100%. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely, I, I definitely brought that fashion editorial feel, like that, mm-hmm. that vision that I had into, and I, and I married it together with the, you know, the classic studio or uh, motherhood portraiture. You know, when I moved to New York, well, first, my story starts in New Orleans, if you don't know. <laughs> I actually, when I moved to America, I started my journey in the southern city of New Orleans. Mm, okay. And I was 21. I was 21. And I came here as just like a student to to work in, in some service uh, 
summer jobs like restaurant waitress, cocktail waitress, hostess. And then I was supposed to to leave, to go back home. But then I really loved the country. I loved the people, I loved the energy. I loved the opportunities. Home, home I is Russia, right? I know. Yeah, home is Russia. Yes, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure Russia. people knew that. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I realized I could really see the opportunities. I want to stay here. The only, only way I was able to stay in uh, this country is to get myself into school and get a student visa. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I worked two jobs, I saved money, and I got myself into the um, MBA business program at the university. Oh, cool. Of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that was the only program that was very close to the degree that I got back in Russia. I had an economics degree because that's what my parents wanted me to get. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And my my parents said, okay, if you want to stay in America, you have to continue studying and getting a good job because, you know, that's for them... It was the understanding of, it was definition of personal success. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yes. they, they, I, I love them, but I know where they're coming from. And they, yes. they, 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 they live most of their lives through communism and socialism. And, you know, during those mm-hmm. times, like getting an education and kind of settling, not even achieving anything, settling for like a stable, mediocre job was... Uh, like some kind of, it gave you some kind of social status in life mm-hmm. <laughs> because everybody was, mm-hmm. was equal, you know. So, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to make my parents happy because that's what they want. And I'm just going to get myself into school. I'm going to pay that school myself, work to a job, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm, that's, that's what they want. I'm going to do that. So I did. And then after I finished my business degree, I was offered an internship and then eventually a job at the um, hotel, luxury hotel um, chain, Lois Hotels. It was Mm -hmm. like in the finance department. So, and uh, the same day I started that internship and I found myself in a cubicle at my computer desk. I realized how much I hated it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hated Mm -hmm. everything about it. (laughs) Yep. And um, like, and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, is, is, am this I supposed to be, be happy? Life. Yes, <laughs> this cannot be my life. Mm-hmm. So I started working and, you know, like I was, I was, I was looking forward to like two things at my job, the lunchtime and, <laughs> and the time when I was going back home and living my desk. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, uh-huh. that can't be it. This, I, I can't live like this. This is not my life. So that time it was like a very eye-opening experience for me. And I realized something very important and I decided, okay, I'm going to work as much as I can, save money. And um, eventually I will open my own business and be my own boss. And simultaneously at that time when I was uh, working there, I started getting into photography. I got my first Canon Rebel as my uh, graduation gift by one of my friends. And then I started exploring and just pretty much taking pictures of everything. And I was really mesmerized by this beautiful world that I saw through my lens and the viewfinder. And then I started getting into Photoshop and oh my God, it's like the the whole new world just uh, opened in front of me. And every single, like I I was running back from work and just going to my laptop and (laughs) trying to learn something new. I was sleeping for like three hours a night. But you know, when you're young, you're like, you really don't care. You have so much energy Uh flowing. Totally, totally. (laughs) When you're 23, 24, you you, you sleep three hours a night and you don't care. You still have so much energy. Uh (laughs) And, and that's how it kind of all started little by little. So I just, I, I set that intention. I told myself one day I'm going to become my own boss. Yeah. And I was just slowly walking towards that. And then I set up a little studio at my uh, home back in New Orleans and um, I started playing with lights. I realized I want, I'm, I'm obsessed with fashion. And I, was, and I was like, okay, how do I learn? I was hungry for education, Nikki. And it was 2019. Oh, I'm sorry, 2009. It was 2009 and there was nothing 
It was like literally nothing. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember the time. Uh, if you do, did some, were doing any research on like photography. Yeah, I was you still could a find... social worker yeah. <laughs> in 2009. All right. I was not well, in the photography 2009, yeah. I was hungry for education. I was like, I want to learn photography. Like I want to learn mm-hmm. fashion photography. I want to see the behind the scenes of the masters of, um, you know, the, 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 the masters of photography. I want to learn from them. I want to see the light and the use. And, and it was nothing like on YouTube, you can barely find like a few tutorials on how to set up like a three light 90s style portrait. You know, there was no creative life. There was no surprise education. There was nothing really. No, there was no online platform where you could just log in and and buy a course and 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 just learn something. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Nikki, I almost felt like I had this feeling that this famous fashion photographer, the, the photographers, they almost they almost don't want to share. <laughs> Yeah, craft. yeah. <laughs> like right. they're holding back. I was like, why? Why I can't find a single behind the scenes? Why can't I find a single course on that? Why don't they nobody teaches that? <laughs> I mean, you can still find something like if you would want to learn fashion, you would have to actually get yourself into the school and take a course. So it was, you know, workshops were not that widespread. So that's um that's what I realized. And you know how I was learning? I was actually buying books. 2009, I was learning by reading books. <laughs> I had the whole library of books on photography and, and Photoshop. And oh my God, that book, um, it was like my Bible. It was um, Photoshop CS2 by Ben Wilmer. It was like my table book. I was learning the Photoshop by reading a book. Right? How crazy it sounds now, right? <laughs> oh, totally. That would be extremely difficult to learn Photoshop yeah. from a book, especially with how many changes there are and updates. And yeah, yeah but it wow. was—I re- I still remember that cover. I think I still have it somewhere. But that was—it was quite interesting. And eventually, I found Nikki. I found a great source that. I've learned a lot from and that uh, have actually helped me. And I'm still using a lot of techniques and, and tips from from that source. And you know what it was? Don't laugh. It was a TV show. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I found, I found what I needed. And it was America's Next Top Model. Ah. Yes. And it was, I remember it was beginning of 2010 and they already had like maybe five, seven seasons. I don't know. And I bought every single season because on they iTunes. Because the photo shoots like yes. every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. And what's amazing, every episode, I mean, obviously I was not into drama. I was like fast forwarding all the girls drama. Uh-huh. I don't care about that. All uh-huh. I care was, all I care was watching those behind the scenes. And what's amazing is that every episode had two photo shoots. They featured two different themed photo shoots with two different famous photographers. And you could see like the whole production, the direction. You could see how photographer was talking to the model. Uh, you could, you, you can watch them in action. You can like, you can see the lighting they were using, even this the lenses, so the cheer. <laughs> this was so, so cool. Smart. And I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing. And I remember I was doing notes. Like I was sitting, uh, watching on my laptop at night and I was writing notes because at the time I didn't know how to direct anybody, you know, Plus, you know, I was like, English was not my first language. So I didn't even know how to say like, you know, raise your shoulders, bend your elbow, nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was I was mm-hmm. making notes of what they were saying. And they, you know, I, I wow. swear to God, I still use those notes because I started practicing and, and talking those notes, like saying them to uh, when I started photographing people using those notes. And I still, I still use them. And it's amazing. That was a great, but you know, What's cool about this, they also had a panel of judges by the end of each episode and judges of photographers and, you know, fashion directors. And they were uh, critiquing the photograph and they were saying exactly what's wrong with that. Like they, why did they not (gasps) like this pose? This is amazing. Yes. And you would think like, oh, this photograph is amazing, but they would completely destroy it. They said, this is bad. The posing (laughs) is bad, you know? (laughs) And that's how I learned a lot about posing too and a lot of different like posing mistakes. 
so that I still also use now in, in my work. And that's been, that, I mean, that's been a great source that I found that worked for me. It's not like I'm saying, okay, everybody now have to run and watch America's Next Level. Right, right. But <laughs> well, now we have more all resources now. <laughs> Absolutely. Now we have yeah. all these amazing platforms. But back then, that's what really uh, helped me in, in learning what I wanted to learn. So I found a I, way. I always love, mm-hmm. like, I love hearing these humble beginnings because I think sometimes... You know, you're an incredibly successful educator and photographer, and you have been for years now. And I think I think it's so great for people who are either just starting out or whatever to hear that, you know, everyone has to start somewhere. Everyone has to learn somehow. Absolutely. You know, regardless of how successful you are now, you started just like everyone else trying to learn how to pose, how to direct how yeah. to light all of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I've learned like I I didn't really have a mentor at the time. I didn't have anybody who would just help me and said, hey, this is this is how you should do the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the mm-hmm. business of, of 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 studio photography. This is how you should light. I've learned I basically just learned from scratch from my own mistakes. It was a crazy journey, but and I love I, I love country. every Yes, yes. And I, I, I enjoyed every second of it. I'm just actually so grateful that I had to experience all these challenges and make all these mistakes because that's what shaped me into what I am now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I love mean, sharing like, that. Because, yeah, you know, Nikki, I, people also think like, oh my God, Lola, oh yeah, you're perfect. Like they always think, oh, I've always been like a guru of photography. No, I'm not. Yeah, mm-hmm. God, really. You mm-hmm. know that I, I actually started with studio lighting. You know, like how a lot of photographers start with daylight and then they transform from shooting mm-hmm. from daylight to studio. I started with studio right away. So like th- that's how. And, and then I had to l- teach myself how to, you know, go to the daylight when I started working like with newborns and families and I was struggling so much and I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> they don't and do natural like, light on America's Nikki, Next Top Model. Nikki, I was, I was shooting with, <laughs> in automatic mode for a year. Automatic yeah. mode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And I was making so many mistakes like why my, my images yeah. are all so fuzzy. Why am I not getting what I see from the viewfinder? And it just, you know, it was like, uh, yeah, it was a learning curve but I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and with English as English as your second language, you're newer to the country and making yeah. it all work. And mm-hmm. it's like, I can imagine you probably worked incredibly hard, incredibly hard to to back then and, and even, you know, now still. Oh, absolutely. But still. I yeah. mean, you always work hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have to put in that work. Oh, mm-hmm. Especially at the beginning to be able to master your craft. It's like whatever direction you're taking and whatever portraits you decide you want to focus on and whether or not you want to use studio light or window Mm -hmm. light or outdoor or whatever that looks like. It's just practicing and trying and making mistakes and just mastering Mm -hmm. that, whatever Mm -hmm. it is you decide to do. It's so important to go through Mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you decided you know, this is what you were going to do. And I love that you said too, you stuck, you know, you stuck with the job maybe that you didn't love. Well, that mm-hmm. you, sounds like you hated for a little while. Did that help you just kind of like get a base financially to be able to absolutely s- start? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I told to myself, I'm going to save everything and I'm going just to, um, to invest it into having my own business. At the time, I didn't know what kind of business I'm going to get myself into but then mm-hmm. when I realized and photography was started to, um, you know, consume my life and I realized, okay, this is more than a hobby now. Mm-hmm. And I realized, okay, I want to, I want to move out to, to a bigger city <laughs> with more opportunities because at the time nothing was holding me in the small city of New Orleans, really. I was single. I, you know, didn't really, I wasn't really connected to my job. So I was just, let me just move. And somebody mentioned, why don't you go to New York? And I was like, yeah, you know. So I just saved, I had just enough money to, to survive for about five months, just paying rent and very basic expense, a very, very little tight budget. But, um, I was able just to have this money just so that I was able to leave and uh, not necessarily work and support myself in any way just to kind of have the savings and finally 
realize what I want to do. So basically, when I moved to New York with my suitcase and my dog and a few thousand dollars in savings, people thought I was crazy. Like they were telling me, you're insane, girl. What are you doing? And I just said, you know, I just want to be a photographer. Like I didn't know what kind of photography. No, I knew. I'm sorry. I knew that I wanted to work with women and I wanted to photograph women, but I didn't know exactly the niche, the genre, how I'm going to do it, where, if I'm going to have a job and actually assist somebody or I didn't, I never asked how I'm going to do that. I just kind of, you know, I I set this goal, I visualized it so clearly and then I let the universe do the thing. Mm-hmm. So I opened mm-hmm. my mind to all these opportunities and I told myself, universe is going to show me. I will figure it out eventually. I have this five months. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's what people were really, it's, it's interesting how, you know, you have a lot, you think you have a lot of friends and friends of friends, but you know, when something like, like this life-changing event happens and you decide to move. And there's a lot of these people, very few people actually, in fact, are going to be supportive. Right. And yeah. tell you, yeah. yes, girl, I was just go. thinking that actually. Mm-hmm. Go, you deserve it. You need to be out there. You know, they're not thinking about themselves. They love you and they want, they want good for you. They want you to succeed. But the majority of people and friends, they were telling me, Oh no, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to struggle there? Photographer? Are you kidding me? Who are you going to be like? Are you going to photograph bar mitzvahs for $100? Uh-huh. Are you going to live uh-huh. in the closet? You know how people live there. You know the taxes. You know how, What's how much your apartments plan? cost. Like, What's uh-huh. it? You, you got to get a uh-huh. job. Get a job. Somebody told me, get a sugar daddy. Girl, you're not going to survive <laughs> in a mega pond. Get a sugar daddy. <laughs> I mean, you're like, uh, no thanks. I'll pass. Yeah, exactly. But you know, what happened is like, I was already so determined and I've mm-hmm. already seen it so clearly, my success, me making it in a, in a new city that uh, I basically just put a filter, you know, they've been telling me uh, all of this and I just, I, it's like I didn't even hear them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Lola. Oh, I can relate. Yeah. 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 I didn't really care what they were uh, telling me because it's my dream, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's precious to me. And I am going to make it work no matter what. And nobody can tell me that I can do something. Okay. So uh-huh. that's how, uh, that's how my mindset was when I moved. And, um, yes, it was risky, but you know, there is a saying in Russian who, doesn't risk, doesn't drink champagne. So mm-hmm. I love that. I decided I, I want to, I wanted to drink to drink that champagne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was yes, it was a risk, but it was the best decision of my life. Okay, so Lola, I was thinking I I've, I'm the same. I believe 100 percent that mindset and just making decisions and that you're going to do something and Mm -hmm. is so, so, so important and manifesting and all of it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's also this part of like, you have to be willing to, to take action and take risks and do all of these things. It's not like you just sat in New Orleans and everything just happened for you. Like there has to be an element of doing things as well. Don't you think? Yes, absolutely. So you have to not just think, about, okay, I want this, and then put it on your vision board, whatever, clip it, and then (laughs) (laughs) not do anything and uh, sit there and get lost in the negative mindset, you know, still kind of looking at the board, thinking that (laughs) magically the things are going to appear in your life. No, you know, it's about actually, yeah, working, working on your mindset and taking steps every day, doesn't matter how little the steps are, but just taking those steps and working towards your goals and visualizing them clearly, like in 3D, and not just visualizing, but also feeling, like what would you feel as if it's already have happened? You know what I mean? Like accepting that feeling of your goals being fulfilled. You're not just imagining; you're feeling it, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what I w- that's what I did. You know, when I decided to move, it was a very risky decision, right? But I was 
visualizing myself being successful. To me, at the time, that was something of a high value. I wanted to be busy. I wanted to be in demand. I wanted to be known. I wanted to, for me, that was a success. I was visualizing people, women, a lot of women that I photographed that they are happy. I I visualized them actually paying me. I visualized checks and cash. I visualized feeling a good uh, feeling of comfort and happiness that, you know, I am somebody, I am known, I'm needed, I am busy, I have a business running, I love doing what I do. And I was just walking towards that. You know, I manifested so many things in my life. And manifestation has, has it, it's, it's really has been a tremendous part of my journey. I would say the 10 year journey, the past 10 years, exactly when I moved to New York, I've manifested pretty much everything. I manifested my first studio in Manhattan, the little one, the second, my dream studio space. I manifested relationships. I manifested love. I manifested <laughs> wedding. I manifested Sue Bryce conference and standing on the conference and doing that talk for the first time in front of a large audience, it didn't just happen to me. Mm-hmm. It didn't mm-hmm. just, it wasn't just a luck. I manifest, like, I visualized myself standing on that stage with you before she even knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how it, crazy it, it is, right? It, 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 it may sound crazy, but that's how I am. And... Uh, I'm not afraid to set my goals so high. And the mm-hmm. higher they are, like the crazier they sound, it's actually better for me. I love it. And yeah, I love yeah. voicing. I love voicing my my dreams. That's very important because when you speak it out, it even becomes even more powerful. And I, I don't afraid to speak it out. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, do you have like a, a specific process of of manifestation like is it very structured and organized or are you just more of like okay let me give it let me, let me give you an example like yeah. I know that I manifest things and I I go based on feelings and visions in my head but I am I'm not the person who's going to wake up in the morning and do my like daily meditation and my I am so mm-hmm. unstructured in every single thing I do mm-hmm. except for my kids bedtime that's super structure mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but when when I think about like I read a, I'm, I'm, it's killing me that I can't think of the the name of this book that I read, but one of the like kind of mantras I, from this book was, I choose to focus enjoyably inward and you take like a deep in breath and you just feel what it will feel like for me to have yeah. the thing that I want. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you just let it like take in your whole body. And I breathe in and I say, I choose to focus enjoyably inward and I blow out and it like resets me. I don't know. Anyways, I'm not super structured with my manifesting and mm-hmm. all of the things. And I'm, I'm curious if other people are. Like, you know, just what your process is. I used to be not too structured. Now, lately, when I really have learned, you know, the power of mind and, and meditation and manifestation, I, I do take time for myself, like, just to disconnect. And I do take two hours a day, you know, not picking up the phone and just kind of being in this state of mind and starting the day like little rituals and then making time for myself to disconnect and do a little 10 minute meditation a day which is important but if you even if you don't have time for it if you're not structured you can still do little things that will help you to to attract things manifest things faster like you can create this like visual frame that you can always put in front of your eyes, kind of like in the back of your head, you know, play it in front of you Mm, any time of the day, like Mm -hmm. any time of the day. And whenever you feel you're getting caught in some negative thoughts or, you know, something is worrying you, put that frame immediately in front of you and Mm -hmm. feel how it makes you feel, how wonderful, how, how much joy it brings you because feel of it's already have happened like you have it whatever it is mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for everybody it's going to be different you know right for some people whatever makes your soul happy that's what it has to be it doesn't have yeah, to be yeah. it's not going to work if it's about money you know if you're going to try to manifest and try to visualize like $50,000 in your account and have this frame in front of it, it's nothing the soul doesn't understand that you know this is just a category mm-hmm. you need to focus on something and set your goal around 
what is the highest value for what is it that you really really want what what your soul desires and the example is like for example it can be like uh, sitting in um in the backyard of your beautiful new mansion and playing with kids or doing some mm-hmm. gardening or maybe for somebody it is like i don't know surfing in bali or taking six mm-hmm. months of work spending time with parents or family and you just have this frame in front of your eyes all the time and this is it it's it's the more often you practice that the more powerful it becomes but mm-hmm. also you have to have the courage to talk about it to mm-hmm. to you know to to speak it speak it out to speak it out and just mm-hmm. to be very comfortable about that goal so i uh, going to tell you a little story actually and that was 2011 and i came to new york <clears throat> i stayed with a friend of mine i was looking for an apartment cheap apartment in brooklyn so that I, so that i can move and um nobody knew me i obviously didn't have any studio i didn't have a place yet <laughs> I, i was not in business and i basically just had this desire to go on facebook and facebook was big at the time it was 2011 everybody was on facebook <laughs> so I just felt I wanted to go there and put it out there. So I wrote the post. And I still have it. I have a screenshot of it on my phone. I wrote this. I said, I really want to have my own photography studio in New York City. And I will make it happen no matter what. I wrote this two sentences and i attached like a picture of my you know some beautiful commercial studio space that was it i put it out It's there amazing mm-hmm. you know i put it out there who was mm-hmm. i nobody really I, i i was not even in photography again nobody knew me but i was just i i said it out loud mm-hmm. and fast forward four years okay that was in december 2011 december 2015 the very end of the year i'm signing the lease for my dream big beautiful commercial space in Chelsea in New York City huge commitment big risk i mean it was my highest financial commitment i've ever had it was very scary but i was doing it anyways i was very happy i signed the lease and me and my at the time boyfriend we we went to have a little dinner and have some wine and celebrate and then i'm coming back home and i decided to go on facebook so i'm opening facebook and you know this little pop up window just shows and it says you have a memory from 2011 oh my god i know i i, I like i have goosebumps right now mm-hmm, as i'm talking same. to you on this day in december 2011 you did this post whatever the language was on facebook and then i saw that post <laughs> no this I mean, is crazy the right same like day, i yeah, felt to the day this, i mean to the day to the day this is crazy because every time i i tell this story i'm covered with goosebumps because this is crazy right because it was to the day and it took me actually a few minutes just to kind of process that but that's the power of it that's the power of of you know you like it's like you almost like prophesizing right it's it's, yeah, it's the power yeah. of speaking out your your desires and and not letting anybody tell you that you cannot achieve that right right mm-hmm. i wonder too if part of it is allowing yourself to dream big and when i say big i don't mean expensive things or lots of mm-hmm. things or whatever but it's allowing yourself like like you know i wanted a a cottage on a lake where my kids could go every weekend and this is before mm-hmm. i even had kids i mean this was just like but i knew i was going to make that happen And it wasn't mm-hmm. going to be my primary home. It was going to be my lake house, like my cottage. I had no idea how I was going to do it, but I knew that was going to happen. And I talked about that all the time. And now, and now I have that. I think a lot of people are afraid to even begin to allow themselves to think of these. Like, like sometimes, like I remember Sue asking people, what is it that you want? And sometimes people have no idea what to even say because I think they get so blocked from allowing themselves to admit that they want all of these things 
or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. It's like I have friends that I'm thinking of that just don't allow themselves to even believe that there's a possibility that they could have this this dream, you know? Yeah. Yeah, people just, they, they don't dream big enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I never really set the goals around money, really. I, I never do. I, I never like, okay, this year I'm going to hit like a hundred grand. Oh my God, that's it. I'm going to be. No, I never do this. I always set the goals that are so high and that are connected with like, with my, like what, what my soul wants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, totally. Yeah, totally. if you go for money, okay, well, you would be happy with, how about 500,000? Why not a million? Why mm-hmm. not 5 million? Why are you setting like yourself so low? And, yeah. you know, it's because of the limited mindset. People think, but how? I won't be able to, to make more than, I mean, that's not impossible. So they're already kind of limiting themselves. Mm-hmm. So when you put a number, you're already limited. But what if you're going to start doing something this year that's going to bring you another stream of income that you don't even know about? What right. if it's not even going to be photography, right? right? Like, how do you know that? Totally. Okay, so, mm-hmm. I mean, and even just going back to the lake house, Mm-hmm. example is I, I used to visualize, I could just see it. And I wasn't even trying to visualize it. I just, I could see my kids running around and fishing and jumping in the lake and me like, just like driving the pontoon boat with, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I could see all these things. Yeah. I could feel yeah. it. Yes. I didn't, you know, at the, at the time I was a social worker making mm-hmm. no money. Like I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew I was going to. And here I am now a photographer with photography education and a podcast and like who knew Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah yeah exactly so much of it is that visualizing yeah that's what I visualize too you know I visualize something that makes my soul seen you know Mm -hmm. like it gives me incredible feeling of joy and fulfillment and that's not a bag of money right sitting on my account even though I did that I mm-hmm. did visualize and I did manifest, you know, I put something on my vision board back in 2013 where I would just put a zero, you know, Photoshop my bank account and put a zero <laughs> and like printed it out and stick it to my vision board. Okay, let me just visualize that. And I manifested that. A year mm-hmm. later, I had that amount. I still have that bank slip that made me feel good for, you know, a few hours a day. And then I was like, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. Was right. I feeling fulfilled? No, I was miserable. It was 2014. I was overworked. I was overbooked. I was one person company. I hated everything about my business. I just was going to clone. I had that money on my account. Was I happy? No. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's such a good yeah. point, Lola. Mm-hmm. Like it's really important to to set your goals like very high. What what your heart desires, what your highest highest possible dream. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything, it is truly, everything is possible. It is. And it's just, it's amazing how, it, I've, I've, Nikki, I've learned that, like, during this 10 years, it works. It freaking works. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> you can manifest anything. You can be anything you want to be. You know, totally. the thing is that a lot of people don't understand and have kind of a trouble manifesting is because they the law of attraction it works in reverse you meaning you have to first be whatever it is that you want to be you know for many people it's hard to comprehend and people tend to think okay once I have this I'm going to you know once I have Mm -hmm, this much money mm -hmm, on account I'm going to take this once my kids are growing it's going to be easier once I achieve this I'm going to feel fulfilled it doesn't work this way (laughs) you have to be happy now you have to be happy now and the universe is just going to bring you whatever it is that you are it's going to give more of that and if you want to be happy you have to be happy now. You know, you have to enjoy, start enjoying and finding joy and, and, and happiness in little things and use perspective and use gratitude to bring you into this beautiful, joyful state and operate out of the state, you know, and meet every little things that are coming your way 
uh, doesn't matter if they seem negative at first sight, meet them with, with, with gratitude and joy and happiness. I know that might sound crazy, but that's how it works. And mm-hmm. that's how you slowly kind of rewire, reprogram your con- uh, subconscious mind that is full of all these blocks that you are not good enough, that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you don't deserve that. Just basically mm-hmm. uh, trying to, to become a happier person. Try mm-hmm. to, you know, if you want more love, love now. Love yourself now. Love people. Learn to love yourself. Lo- learn to be obsessed about every little thing that makes you unique as, as a person that you were brought in this life. You know, love mm-hmm. other people. Be kinder. Be compassionate. And people will love you back. And you will get more of that in your life. And that's mm-hmm. how it works, you know. You have to be it and you have to experience it and you have to feel it now. The time is now, not when you are, not when you mm-hmm. made this much money, you know, not when you built that house finally. No, you you know, you have to already have it in your mind and experience. Yes. Like I already live in that house, Nikki. I have the dream house. I live in it like actively. I live in it. Like I shop for curtains. <laughs> like I, I like not shop, shop, but I'm like looking, I'm, I'm doing research and what I would put. Mm-hmm. I already visualize and like, I don't have that house yet, but I have it. I live in it already in my, in my mind. And I, and I experience mm-hmm. the joy because I've read so much about this and uh, your, our mind doesn't even know the difference. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's science. Our mind doesn't know the difference between your imagination and what actually happened. So that's so amazing. True. Yeah. And that's how, once you realize that you'll see what this incredible opportunity that you have, the mind is just so powerful. And by just using your imagination and by, you know, living through those emotions that this visualizing uh, brings in you, you can, you can manifest anything you want. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think probably most people who listen to this podcast just because, it, you know, it's came from what Sue created and Sue very much believes in everything you're saying and mm-hmm. teaches that. Mm-hmm. But for people who are thinking like, I don't know, it's a little woo-woo for me or whatever, if it's not, I will say this is the basis of cognitive behavioral therapy. Like if you need something that's more <laughs> like concrete or like more quote-unquote logical Absolutely. I can give you some examples. I mean, whatever I'm just saying, yeah, that's general, but it can be applied to mm-hmm. anything and any sphere of your life, whatever mm-hmm. it is, relationship or your studio work, relationship with clients, your business, you know, that's just how it is. I remember, back to what you were saying about money, I remember because I was on the journey of reframing my whole Mm -hmm. mindset and thought process and everything. And my husband was kind of like watching me go through it. And I was like pulling him along, kicking and screaming, like, nope, you're going through this with me. And at first he, he really struggled with money and wanting money. And I'm like, Dan, it's not about wanting money. Let's talk about what you, the experiences you want, what brings you joy? What, Mm -hmm. what do you want to experience every day? And, and how do you want your life to look? And exactly what you said, start acting like this is the life we're living, you know, Mm -hmm. as we're creating it. And it's so funny to see him, you know, many years later. And we, he said to me the other day, like, I have this, my next field of dreams. And he like told me what he Mm. wants and he's building this, you know, anyways, it's, it's, yeah. Mm. I don't want (laughs) to necessarily say everything that he said, but you know, it's kind of personal for him, but Uh uh it's amazing to see that when it becomes daily practice, and you just allow yourself to do it. It is amazing, the magic yeah. that happens. Yeah. I, I think, Nick, and I think Sue also talks a lot about it. It's just, you know, it all starts with the love with yourself, mm-hmm. with your yes. relationship yes. with yourself. It's mm-hmm. all come and starts with that. Because without that, you know, how can you love and give love to, to you know, and, and, and receive love? And I feel like it's, you know, you have to allow yourself a luxury of being you. And I've always, I always talk about it. I'll talk about it all my workshops. Like you have to embrace your individuality. And, you know, it's just magical things are going to happen because you have to start with yourself. And by loving yourself, I'm not like meaning, okay, worshiping yourself or like, you know, be um, like putting yourself on a pedestal and you know what I mean. I'm just saying loving yourself is accepting of who you are with, you know, all little unique features that you have. And uh, by 
doing this and by also allowing others to be themselves and embrace their individuality. That's how, you know, that's how everything is going to transform. You go, it's going to, you know, when you love yourself, it translates in everything you do, how you handle situations, how you look, how you talk to your clients, you know, how you, how you handle your photo shoot. And people sense that, they feel it, and mm -hmm. they're Absolutely. going to love you back. They're going to love you back. Absolutely. They're going to love the experience. So when you don't love and you hate yourself and think you look awful and you think you're not, you know, good enough, people will sense it too. So mm -hmm. that's, <laughs> start with yourself. You want love, love yourself. And you know, I can give a little practical advice. Uh, what have helped me to fall in love with myself? <laughs> mm -hmm. Because, you know, I, no, this is good, I, I yeah. I, yeah, I can, you know, I'm not going to say I hated myself. No, I didn't. I, I kind of always knew I deserved better and good and um but uh, uh, i liked myself but i didn't like love myself <laughs> yeah so there's a difference i know my what you journey, mean totally my journey started when several years ago i don't know five years ago i i was asked i couldn't attend a conference and i was asked to to do a recording of myself to do like a little speech to the audience and i set up the camera in my studio my tripod And I had to record myself, just, you know, talking. Not only I couldn't even say one sentence, it was extremely hard for me. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm a little dyslexic and it was very frustrating. But then I had to, to watch what I recorded and it was hard. <laughs> yeah. I it, it, oh, I, yes. I remember the first time I had to watch myself. It's hard. I forced myself to watch it and I, it wasn't a love at first sight, Nikki. What I saw there <laughs> was like, who is this girl? Like, why is she talking this way? What is she saying? Why is her, why her hands are moving? Like she has a double chin. Oh my God. She has this annoying <laughs> voice and this accent. What is she wearing? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And I, Okay, I decided to challenge myself and I decided to record my, start recording myself regularly, like every few days or week. And then every time I would do a recording, I would advance, I would, you know, work on myself a little bit. I would remove the gestures that I hate or, you know, stop saying certain things and I kind of progress. And, and then I try to start looking at the things that I really like instead of, you know, hate. And then little by little, By doing all these recordings and watching myself, you know, I started liking this girl. I was like, I like her. <laughs> this girl is, I, I mean, yes, she has an accent. Yes, she forgets the words. She's a little clumsy, but she, she's funny. You know, she's, she can be cute when she smiles. And, you know, she, I, I, I like her. I want to learn more about her. And that's how... I really accepted myself. I started loving, I'm obsessed with myself. And you know, I'm not really afraid to say that. <laughs> so I can no, give a little great. advice. I think, you know, yeah. photographers who, and I'm not saying take an iPhone, put like a bunny filter and, and put a phone above your head. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're going to set the camera, you know, everybody has a camera, it has a video option, like set it on the tripod and just talk. Have a little monologue or have somebody ask you questions and just, and then, Force yourself to watch. Don't delete it. Just just watch it. <laughs> And you will be surprised. <laughs> I love that advice. But, it's great. Yeah. It's great advice yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, we're already, I'm like, we're already almost out of time. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I know you had mentioned that you have workshops. I, I want to, because I know people want to learn more also about how you shoot and just see you shoot and all of that. And mm -hmm. I know you have mm -hmm. in-person workshops and you also have a couple courses on mm -hmm. The Portrait Masters website on your own website is it Lola Milani Academy.com. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lola yep. Milani Academy.com. Tell people mm -hmm. what you offer. How can people learn how you just create your beautiful portraits? Well, there are three ways to learn from me. And the first way is uh, in person. So you can travel if you want and you can uh, uh, attend an in-person workshop and be there at the studio and experience everything and shoot by my side and see basically the whole process. I share everything. Is that in New York or you said you're in It's Florida not, now? No, no, no. I am in Florida right now. Okay. So I, yeah. Just wanted to make sure people knew that. Yeah, yep. I have a studio in Fort Lauderdale. 
uh, or uh, there are two parts of my online education. So you can go online, either Portrait Masters. I now offer three uh, wonderful courses, my top selling courses on Portrait Masters or, you know, have an academy website, the same exact courses. And then you can learn online by courses. And I also going to launch uh a platform that will be something more interactive. So I would be holding the calls with photographers and supporting them, and they will be able to watch me create monthly, on a monthly basis. This is going to be amazing, something I'm so excited about and working currently on. So there's three ways to learn, and you can just decide uh, what's, uh, what's the best way for you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage everyone listening to just check out your work and And you you did, you're, yeah, you were also were at the Portrait Masters Conference 2018, 2019. Yes. Uh, So we do have those. I was only doing a speech at 2018. That's right. Sorry. If anybody, yes, if anybody is interested to, to see the presentation and learn a little bit more about my work and my story and see the live shoot, please uh, go watch that 2018 Portrait Masters. Yeah, that's on the, the portraitsystem.com on the website. If you're a member of, of the portrait system, you get to watch that. Yeah. So that's yeah. So it. you have to be a member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then in this portrait master store, we have your courses. Like you just get, mm-hmm. you just, I mean, you just have a really beautiful way of teaching. And, and I appreciate <laughs> that you're sharing everything and not keeping it secret. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, oh, no. Like, oh. <laughs> mm. So there are no secret, secrets, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have a couple more questions that I mm-hmm. want to ask you. I mean, I have a million more questions. We'll have to do part two with Lola Milani because then we can talk about, you know, shooting and all that good stuff. But, okay, um, we'll have to do that next year for sure. So I have four questions that I always ask at the end of each episode. And number one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? I can't live without Vlada. What was it? Water? <laughs> Vlada. <laughs> That's Wait. my assistant, Flada. Oh, I thought you said water. I was like, oh, well, yeah, same. I love water. I can, I can, I can live without water, but I can't live without Flada. And uh, uh, and uh, yes, yeah. um, and it's just yeah. That's that's what I can't live without. Mm-hmm. What is she how, like? How does she most contribute to your shoots? With her beautiful energy. And we just have fun, and we make every every photo shoot a fun experience. That it doesn't feel like it's work, and that's that's why I love working with her so much. Oh, that's so great! Yeah, and if you if you're talking about in terms of equipment or something, is it? Yeah, I, no, I think your answer answer? was fine. <laughs> if you want to do another, if you want to say something else about equipment, that's totally fine too. Um. No, Nikki, I really don't. I, I I really don't know how to answer that. We can just stick with what I you said. I just really then. have to think about what what else yeah. I can't live without. Well, actually, Lola, you know what? Instead of answering about equipment, why don't you answer what do you shoot with? Mm-hmm. Which what camera do you have and which lenses are your favorite? Um my uh camera is Canon four gosh, let me I'm sorry. Let me write. Uh, let me look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even I look at it. Like, Canon I I the- 4 Mark <laughs> Mark 4. Canon, Mark 4. Mark 4 5D. Canon 5D Mark 4. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. No, I love this. Uh-huh. I love this. And mm-hmm. I hope our editor keeps this part in because here's uh, why. Please do. Please it do. does not, you do not need to have all the newest, techiest, latest no. equipment. Like, Nikki, you just don't. I- don't I really don't I'm and the I, same I have to be honest with you if I could just keep my iPhone 4 I would you know <laughs> if it just not stop working after after two I years all I need updating. is just to, it's like oh. like oh, that, that's all I would just still be using that I'm not mm-hmm. like I'm not going into this rush after the equipment and technology I, I for right now I'm happy the camera takes beautiful photographs. I mean, it, it helps me to take beautiful photographs. That's all I need. And I'm happy yes. with the quality. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. I shot with the Arc, Mark, the Arc 4, the Mark 4 for years and years. And then uh-huh. I just recently upgraded in mm-hmm. December. And mm-hmm. part of it was tax reason. I swear. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why. Anyway, mm-hmm. someone was like, what do you shoot with? And I was like, the Canon E6. And they're like, 
uh, E6? Is that a something I haven't heard of? And I was like, oh, it just, you know, it's I like a new mirrorless. And they're like, oh, you mean R6? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Totally knew that. Oh, my God. I was like, yep, R, R, not E. I was like, oh, my I, God. It's pretty yeah. funny. Yes. yes. Anyway. And what, what lens do you tend to use the most? What focal length? I use two lenses most. And my two len- my two favorite lenses are 24 by, I'm just looking at 75, I believe. 24 and 70? Then, oh, I'm sorry, 24 by 70. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep. And the second one is 24 by 105. That's like, oh, nice. Uh, 24 to 105. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. a kit lens. That's what Sue built her it is. business off that's of. My very I love this even more. That's my, that was my very first lens for 2008. I got that kit. And I still love it, and I still love that lens, and I built my whole uh, fashion on then, you know, maternity portfolio with just that one lens. Oh my gosh! If I didn't like you before, I like love you now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you back. Uh, you know, there's just something about like just not always needing the best and the most, and it's just yeah. like I just I yeah. love that. Yeah, very cool. All right. Um, I'm like, wait, I still have a couple more questions. Okay. (laughs) Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? When I'm not working, I am spending my time with my family. Mm -hmm. And that's the highest value for me right now. I I, I went for a tremendous value shift when I became a mom. Yeah. And I I believe you you too as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You realize once I gave birth to a second baby, uh, 11 months ago, I realized the time is even more valuable and yes. time, you have even less time. So I became more structured and I finally found that perfect balance of personal time and work that I've always struggled with before kids. Yes. Because you always have all this time on your hands. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And now you realize, oh my God, you had so much time. It's amazing how much it can help. And you always complain to you, you never, you never have time. Now I barely have time, but I'm so structured. Like I know I have to have me time. I have to have family time and I commit to that and I honor the time. So when I'm not working, I'm not working. Like Sundays yep. are my disconnect days. If you want to reach me, good luck. I'm not even picking up the phone. I don't even know where my phone is. It's somewhere in airplane <laughs> mode. I love it. I, <laughs> I love it. don't pick up anything, any electronic. It's just me connecting with my family, my kids. And that's what's most important to me. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's so important. Boundaries are so important. I would die without mm-hmm. having boundaries around work and yeah. personal time. I just, it's like a lifesaver. Yeah. Absolute lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, number three, and I know you already said the beautiful Russian quote, but what is um, another one of your favorite quotes? I love this quote that says, you will never succeed playing the game somebody loves more than you. Mm. I love this quote. I always think about it, you know, and that is so true. Like when you try to do everything and you think that you need to do this because somebody's succeeding doing that and they're doing awesome and you, and then you just you really don't have to do that. You will never succeed. You have to be stay true to yourself and and really focus on doing what you love. And you can easily apply to photography. And I've been there. I try to everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Doing everything, that. shooting everything, weddings. You know, people ask me, can you do babies photography? I'll do babies, I'll do families, I will travel there, I will do newborns. And now Nikki, I like I stopped doing like I stopped doing newborn photography. Even though it was bringing me great income, I stopped because I st- I have to play my game and be best at that, and I have to focus yes. on what brings me joy, really, what my soul wants, and that is not yes, yes. I mean, I love it. No offense, but that is not newborn photography. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. We all have our things. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, last question is what is what would you tell people who are just starting out? I would say be you. I would say don't look left or right on what everybody else is doing. Don't compare yourself. Don't try to be somebody 
who you think is great. Just embrace your individuality and your uniqueness. Be you and show it through your work. And things like competition is never going to apply to you because you will always be above that. You will be unstoppable if you create based on your own inspirations, not somebody else's. When you are being authentic, the sky is the limit. So be you and embrace that. That I guess that's would be what I would say. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Everything you just said is so crucial. Oh. This whole interview was amazing. I really appreciate it. I didn't realize that this was the direction we were going to take with our inter- this interview. And I'm just so, I just love, I'm so glad Which we did. direction you, th- you thought it's going to take? Well, I don't know. I think I didn't, didn't realize that we were going to go down the road of like just mm. how to create this life you love through your own thoughts and action taking. I just didn't, mm. I didn't know that about you, you know, that you were, that mm-hmm, you were so very. passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I could talk about this stuff all day long. <laughs> Me too. Me too. We have we have to do another another talk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sue and I talk about this stuff all the time. I mean, she, she and I just yes. even just as friend, you know, yes. as friends, like just life in general and it's to me has opened up my world to allow me to have everything Absolutely. that I do. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So thank you. Nikki. Well, thank you again. Will I see you at the, at the, I will see you at the conference. Won't I? I don't know yet. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. 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 Well, if not, hopefully we'll see each other at some point in the near Absolutely. future. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Nikki, thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you and um, have a wonderful, beautiful day. I will. You too, Lola. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and eight frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX 100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.